What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Not much of a frenzy. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. As you can probably tell, kind of sick right now, but toughing it out because it is the trivia finals. And uh, we have our two competitors here. And This is like deja vu. It, well, yeah. So we actually started doing this one time, and I realized we weren't recording. So we have to do this whole intro over again. But from California... Our Benihana chef, Marsh, is here. Hey, Marsh, how are you? Hey, quack, quack. A little under the weather myself, but all good. Now, why, <laughs> why are you under the weather? You told us in the, um, the lost tapes, but, uh, but now I want the people to know. I was mildly regretting my humble brag, so I decided to leave it out. But um, <laughs> since you brought it up, I, I went to see Hamilton last night, and I was, I was out late. Woke up feeling a little, a little bit sick. Now, did you go out drinking afterwards? Is that why you're sick? No. So it's just because you saw Hamilton. Kids. I was up at 5 in the morning and went to bed at 2. Ooh. You know? wow. To get tickets, I'm, I'm guessing? Went to Tommy's bed. giving me a weird look like he, he doesn't understand why you're up at 5 in the morning. Well, we're children. They wake up early. Well, that's yeah, We got prep in the kitchen starting early as well. Wow. How old are they? Can't they take care of themselves? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> right our chef and interesting in the in the last take which is now deleted mike said uh marsh from los angeles now he just went more general to california so why did you do that mike i didn't even notice i uh i just sort of went for it. i like how you guys are just like analyzing everything i do now this is yeah. good um but anyway in the other corner our other finalist here brian Ad sales from Portland, Maine. Brian, how are you? Good. How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. So, as I was telling them before, <laughs> and that this is right around the spot where we uh, had to, where I realized that we were not recording. So we we are all familiar with Win Benstein's money, and what they do in Win Benstein's money is they put Benstein in one soundproof room, the contestant in the other soundproof room, ask them the same amount of questions, the same questions. And whoever gets more right wins. So that's basically what we're going to do here. We're going to hang up on one of you, uh, ask the other eight questions, and eight because I have 24 questions left, and and then bring the other person back on, ask the same eight questions. If you guys are tied after that, we'll go to a net set of eight questions. Tied after that, a next set of eight questions. If you're tied after 24 questions... It's gonna be interesting. Well, I will definitely have to do uh, the the tiebreaker that I've never gotten to yet. So I hope I hope that's not how we decide it, but it might be. I have a question. Okay. So, well, first, who is gonna be um, being hung up on? Well, we gotta decide that. I I figured we would give one of them the choice to fir- go first or second. Now, how do we determine that? Does how, it really matter? How do you want to? Well, do we know who like had has the best like 
correct like answer percentage to going into it because I think you give that person the chance like do you want to go first do you want to go second do they know how many correct answers the other person got right I feel like we should not tell them how many the first person got right no no no, I think if you don't tell us then it doesn't matter at all well I think what you could do is so let's say hypothetically let's say Marsh goes first so we hang up on Brian right Mm -hmm. and so we do with Marsh and let's say he gets six right and then we bring back Brian on. Does Marsh also stay on the line? I think Marsh, yeah, you get to stay on the line. Well, then I think we have we'll to say, the pressure. we have to say, hey, Brian, Marsh got six right. Because, I mean, it's not like Marsh is going to keep his mouth shut when, like, yeah. Brian gets the six right or wrong or whatever. Okay. I mean, we could hang up on the one contestant if you want to do that. No, no, no. I don't. Okay. I think you need to have the drama because there's going to be a huge celebration by one of these guys. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, here's how it came out. So... Marsh went four of 11 in the first round, four of eight, and then four of six. So you're looking at 25 questions there. Uh, And then uh, Brian went four of six, and then he went uh, four of 11. So that's what, 17. And then he went four of 10. So he's at 27. So Marsh gets to pick if he wants to go first or second. I'll go first. Oh. Ooh. That's a bold strategy. Ooh. Interesting. All right. Well, then. Wait, quick question. If, if you okay. could put your money on, on Brian, Marsh, or Ben Stein, who would you put your money on? For Quack Attack trivia or just general For Quack Attack trivia. I mean, definitely not Ben Stein. Well, is he, he's still alive, right? Yeah, probably. We should reach out and ask him if he knows anything about the Mighty Ducks. I will. All right. I'll try. Maybe oh. he could uh, sponsor the contest next year. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just you could host the finals. Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. We could like bring back the set or something. And he could host yeah. it. Get Kimmel to host it. Yeah, no exactly. <laughs> could Jimmy Kimmel to host it. Yeah, this would yeah, yeah, it'd all be great. All right. So... Marsh is going first. So, Brian, we're going to have to hang up on you right now. Um, but you will be back in a second. And, uh, yeah, you can just wait in the darkness until we give you that call back. Sounds good, boys. Good luck. <laughs> he has enough time to watch one pivotal <laughs> scene. Oh, oh yeah. Right. I right. wonder what Brian's going to do with this time to prepare. All yeah. right. All right. We can confirm that Brian is no longer here. Yes, I just hung up on... Conspiracy theorist Marsh is worried that uh, he might be listening. That that, that was a a risk I didn't factor in. Yeah. Yeah, so... Maybe bugged the studio. Oh, he might have. Oh, Oh, interesting. So, Marsh, uh, first of all, obviously, you are the most famous Benihana chef I know. Uh, how How do you even become a Benihana chef? Um, well, it's an interesting story, at least interesting to me. Uh, I grew up loving Benihana. I grew up in South Florida. Rocky Aoki, the founder of Benihana, was from Miami. Uh, the, the Tepan Yaki Hibachi cuisine was pretty big down there. I went to college. Um, actually, I went to an Ivy League school at the University of Pennsylvania. You know, these humble and, brags. Uh, with that- <laughs> That's not a humble brag. That's a brag. <laughs> <laughs> meant to be. 
And, uh, and I was studying finance there. I went to work on Wall Street for a year and I just hated it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to move out to California and give something else a shot. I came out here and applied for a few jobs and Benihana was what I got. And I've been doing it for 13 years. Wow. I feel like this could be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Or at least a really good commercial for Benihana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you should be the face of Benihana, Marsh. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, not many people love Benihana as much as I. I, I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> I'm, 13 years, I am not the least bit sick of it. Wow. Exactly. That's I inspiring. Feel, yeah, I feel like they're under underutilizing you. Yeah. Uh, yeah My so, brother is also a chef of Benihana. Who, oh, oh, who's the better chef? Uh, he is. Oh, oh is wow. now he's a younger a non-brag. That's not like you. He's actually he's younger, but um, he we were chefs at the same Benihana in Encino, and uh, he went to college out here in Los Angeles and and started um, tutelage under Chef Tarosan at a at a very young age and just got really really good. I would put myself like right at average. So you're like, you're like the, the Leangelo ball and he's like the Lamello ball. <laughs> that might've gone just way. Uh, so. <laughs> not a basketball. Whichever thing. one got caught stealing in China. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he's like the average one the, of the brothers. So how long does it take for you to like study under a chef before you get like show ready before you can go out there and do it for the crowds. You could probably do it in a week. Is it like a school? Like, how does that like do train? Yeah, you train. Could you train us? Absolutely. Yeah. How long do you think it would take like a week, like six hours a day or? Well, it depends. I mean, the, there are a couple tough tricks. I mean, the, the tough trick, like the uh, tossing the egg up and cracking it on the edge of the spatula, mm-hmm. for example, that takes a while. It's just, it's just practice. But if all you want to do is like bang the spatulas and cook the food, like you can easily do that in like three or four days. <laughs> quick. Okay. Uh, two quick questions for you. I will tell you, let me, let me just say one thing. The, the, biggest, the biggest challenge or the biggest skill you have to learn is timing. So where do you, what do you start first? You have to start the ingredients in a certain order. And then where do you, where on the grill do you put the ingredients that are kind of simmering while you cook the rest of the food? That, it, that's all it is. Uh, once you have that down, cream cheese. So, so uh, who of the Quack Attack hosts do you think would make the better Benihana chef? Interesting. You know, Mike's the only one that I really have a have a one-on-one rapport with so i'll stick with him we Mm. email that seems a little unfair but okay (laughs) (laughs) also okay say say you're a benihana chef scout where are you scouting (laughs) like is it ping pong tournaments is it you know ping pong tournaments yeah they got hand skills it's the opposite it's it's the opposite magic uh, card tournaments it's it's the mexican border sorry what was that the mexican border oh why is that? Yeah, in in Benihana and Sino, there's there's one Asian chef. Huh. Hmm. Would not have guessed that. Yeah. At the sushi bar, there's a couple, but in the uh, 
in the actual Teppan room, one Asian chef. I, I do want to clarify. I wasn't saying that for like Asian reasons. I was saying that for the, the hand-eye coordination skills. No, we got it. I'm just glad you clarified. <laughs> yeah. Now I realize why you looked at me so weird. I didn't at all mean it that way. Wow. Mike's going to want to start recording again. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to stop the recording I do start have, over. I don't know how much we want to talk about Benihana. We could probably talk about it for a while. I do have one question. <laughs> this turns into a Benihana show. <laughs> if I were to go to Benihana and like money wasn't an option, what should I order? Oh, good question. Do you trust the lobster at Benihana? Should I? Personal choice. But uh, I, I think the shrimp is the best thing. Even though you guys aren't allowed to throw it around or throw it at people anymore? <laughs> I know. It's disappointing, but yeah. <laughs> if if I Can I sign something that says, like, I won't sue and, and you can still throw the shrimp at me? <laughs> uh, sadly, above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. Let's look into that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would say definitely do not get the chicken. I think that uh, especially if I'm your chef, it'll come out way too dry. Oh, Wow. <laughs> What about your brother? <laughs> Better, but I, I, it's not recommended. Hmm. Good to know. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Plus, you get your chicken and the fried rice anyway. Oh, oh that's true. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to go to the questions here. Since I can like barely speak, Tommy is going to read the questions for you. I feel like that will be easier for you to understand. So Tommy can take it away whenever he sort of feels here. Thank you, Mike. All right, question number one, and um, Kevin and Mike are going to be our official, um, I guess, judges. I'm going to give eight Just seconds to clarify, from the, it's the same five second time limit, right? Uh, I was going to say eight seconds after the question is finished being read. Okay. And remember, you can wait until I finish reading the question. Okay. Right. Okay. Good. Question number one, and remember, Mike wrote these, so <laughs> if I don't have great delivery, it's his fault. Who is the play-by-play announcer in D1 and D2? Bob Miller. Correct. That is correct. Very good. Hang on. I'm going to revise my eight-second rule to five seconds. Because that seemed like a long time, and it was exactly at five seconds. Okay, well, we got to give Brian eight seconds for question one, and then five seconds for everything else. (laughs) Well, he got it in five seconds. Wait, that that was five seconds? Yeah. He got it. I felt like I answered it immediately. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the delay, I guess. Yeah, he's got a little bit of delay on his phone. Okay, maybe six seconds. Yeah. Sure. Okay, six seconds. How about we just say we need an answer, and then if you don't give us one immediately, then it's time. What? No, we'll sure. just go six seconds. We'll okay. figure. Well, aren't you gonna give him a warning? We'll use the judgment no. call. Okay. God, maybe we should have prepared. I <laughs> guess <laughs> well, we're litigating like this on the air. <laughs> maybe Michael edit it out. <laughs> uh, okay. Question two. In D2, what song is playing during the street hockey game between the Ducks and Russ Tyler's crew? Whoop, there it is. That is correct. Very good. Two for two. It is. Uh, Actually, uh, Mike here wrote, whoop, there it is. Oh, (laughs) whoops. So sorry, we can't give you the point for that one. (laughs) All right, two and oh, or two for two. Uh, Question number three. D3, colon. In the JV varsity scrimmage at dawn, who tells Charlie to try the triple deke? Uh, Scooter. That is incorrect. 
is Julie the Cat. Ah, tough one. So, still at two. Moving on to question four. D1. What team is young Gordon Bombay playing against in the finals when he misses the penalty shot? Cardinals. Ooh, incorrect. Mike, you want to tell him the correct answer? Duluth East. Fun fact. In the... In the novelization version of The Mighty Ducks. How have we not talked about this? Someone just sent me the links to them all, so I'm reading them. In the novelization version, it is the Cardinals, but not in the movies. Wow. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We should have clarified. If you get that. Uh, you get that. <laughs> Brian's going to say, like, well, in the novel, it's the Cardinals, but in the movie. Um, how far into the book are you, Mike? I just read, like, the first two chapters. Pretty good. Is it? I mean, it's like do exactly the same as the movie. I wonder if there's a different dialogue. We'll see. Right. I will see. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to read them for an episode. Okay. So that's a little intermission halftime. Um, <laughs> we're through four questions. You've gotten two correct. Question number five. When Gordon Bombay takes the kids to Hans's shop on the shopping spree in D1, how much does all the equipment cost? 15000 Incorrect. The correct answer is $7,242.08. This is a great question. And if Brian is not exact, he will not get that question correct. <laughs> I was I was going to ask you guys before if we should yes. do a ballpark. Or no, no ballpark. Okay. All right. Uh, question number six. We're still sitting at two correct. At the beginning of D2, when Jan and Bombay are in the car, what insult does Jan call Hans? Hmm. I don't know. No guess at all? No guess. It's disappointing. This is one of my favorite lines yeah. of all time. Why don't you deliver it then? Strudel head. It's a strudel head for our <laughs> English-speaking <laughs> listeners. All right, question seven. Me and my brother used to call people strudel heads all the time. Fun fact. Yeah. Sounds fun. We weren't Benihana chefs, though. <laughs> You never will be. Not with that <laughs> attitude. Uh, question seven. How many goals does Goldberg give up against the Blake Bears? Key is Goldberg. Uh, how many goals does Goldberg give up? Zero. Zero is incorrect. And yes, you did get that in on time. The correct answer is two. All right. So last question here, Marsh. All right. You've gotten five wrong in a row. <laughs> for <Yeah>. those, <laughs> wow. started off so well. Yeah, you got cocky. All right, so final question. Finish the quote. When rooster are crowing, <laughs> and when the, the roosters are crowing. Why don't you get the quote right, Mike? We're going to start. When the roosters okay. are crowing and the. Uh, I, I think I have a guess. I mean, the cows are running circles in the pasture. We could do half a point. <laughs> And then if Brian gets it fully correct, then he gets a full point. I would say yes. I, I like that. I think that's fair. A half point. Partial yeah. credit. Yeah, let's do that. All right. You get partial credit for that one. Cows are spinning circles in the pasture. Oh, God. Just because running and spinning are two pretty different things. Yeah. Feels like three quarters of a point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So two and good a half. Good questions, guys. Those were, those were very challenging. Those so were good. Those are good. Thank you, thank you. It was just all random. Okay. Um, all right, so we're officially at two and a half points here. And we are going to tell Brian how many points Marsh got right. 
If we want to, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um. Well, I mean, we do have to decide. I mean, I mean, you told them that you were going to. So uh, that, uh, that part of part we of could lie. Did, you know. Yeah, just tell him he got all eight right. I think so because he chose to go first to put the pressure on. That's true. Okay, I, I would guess. Do you think um, Brian is wondering what's taking so long? He didn't realize we're going to talk about Benihana for forty minutes. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. All right, let's bring Brian in now. Let's yep. do this. Let Brian. Boom. All right. So we spent a lot of time talking about ben, Benihana. Do you <laughs> what? Are, do you have any thoughts on Benihana yourself here? Can't say that I do. I, uh, I've never been. Uh, certainly heard of it. I've heard great things. Uh, it's a bucket list for sure. <laughs> now, if you win, will you ma- be making Benihana your place of after-party celebration? I think I might have to. I might have to find the lows, uh, the closest one and uh, invite some of the boys to do a little celebrating. <laughs> so you're from Maine. Portland, or you're—I guess you're living there now. Are you originally from Maine? How do you end up over there in Portland, Maine? Born and raised, baby. Wow. Did you ever think of uh, getting out? I've been out a couple times. I've—I've uh, I've made it actually out to California for a brief stint, couple of months, and uh, went to college in in Massachusetts. So I've been around. Uh, a little bit outside the state a little bit so definitely nice to to come home too but this time of year it definitely sucks uh but oh well it was 72 degrees here today it was beautiful <laughs> yeah it was it was it was seven here <laughs> so Fuck that getting there wow wow all right brian well i have a quick question okay i've wondered this so Maine does not have any professional sports teams, um, and with the exception of, I guess, Maine Black Bears, there's no real college athletics. Um, what are like the big sporting avenues there in Maine that like everyone kind of gets all over? Well, we do have we do have pro sports. It's just the minor league level, but uh, that's typically a big draw. We have the farm team of the Sea Dogs, farm team of the Celtics, but. Typically, outside of uh, outside of that, you know, we have uh, we have the World Bobsledding Championships up in northern Maine every year. Uh, a lot of pond hockey and uh, skiing's pretty good too. So there's stuff to do, stuff to get you around. How are the world? Are the New England Patriots not a not a Maine team? I mean, you think that that captured in there? I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> Wait, can I can I just ask what the fuck are the Sea Dogs? Portland Sea Dogs, man. I don't know the exact definition. What sport? Baseball. Yeah, it's baseball, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is that an independent team? No, they're they're a double A. Who who's their affiliate? The Red Sox. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That I think that's what threw me off. Used to be the Marlins. Oh. Hmm. Used to be the Marlins, oh. absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that makes more throwback. Yeah, it makes more sense to be the Red Sox. I was gonna say, can you imagine that shock going from (laughs) Maine to Miami? Location-wise, absolutely, the Red Sox make sense. But now that you think about it, the Marlins definitely make sense from an ornithological standpoint. Mm, So, you know, take what you will. 
I bet you a lot of inches were devoted in newsprint when they were naming it and deciding who the affiliate was going to be <laughs> about this big controversy of geography lot versus of, species. A lot of late nights. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I think they got it, though. Yeah. All right. So, Brian, I believe we told you that we were going to tell you how many Marsh got. And he ended up with two and a half somehow. We gave him partial credit for one. <laughs> So, oh man! So I don't know what to think if these are insanely difficult or what. So I'm a little nervous. So uh, just to clarify in the timing aspect, we're going to give yep. you eight seconds for the first question and then six seconds <laughs> for every successive question because eight seconds just felt like a long time, and it's after <laughs> after it. the end of the question. And remember, you don't have to Got buzz it. in; just shout it out and. Um, you can let me finish reading the question. I'm reading them since Mike is under the weather. So he says. <laughs> so, so he says. Yeah. No, it sounds good. All right. Question one. Who is the play-by-play announcer in D1 and D2? Time. Wow. I feel like that was the easiest question on this this list i do not uh, play by play the correct oh, answer and marsh got this one correct is bob miller so uh and jock Furman got it yep <laughs> all right here we go question two in d2 what song is playing during the street hockey game between the ducks and russ tyler's crew Boom, there it is. Yes, yes there it is indeed. <laughs> uh, and Marsh got that one correct. So here we are. It's uh, two to one, or two and a half to one. So uh, question number three, and I'm going to try to replicate how I actually said these to Marsh and all of them. <laughs> so uh, D3 colon, in the JV varsity scrimmage at dawn, who tells Charlie to try the triple deke? Julie, the cat Gaffney. The main native herself. That is correct. Can't miss that one. All right. Speaking of missing, question four. Back to D1. What team is young Gordon Bombay playing against in the finals when he misses the penalty shot? Time. The Jets. Jets are incorrect. It's is it? I don't even know how to pronounce. It. Is it Duluth? 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 Duluth East. Um, but what oh, we wow. found in the novelization of the <laughs> of the movies, which apparently exists, it is actually the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Got Wait. It. So, what is the the nickname of the of Duluth East? I don't know. It just says in the movie. It just says Duluth East across the goalie. So you didn't do the research to find out what team name that is. I'm gonna guess the Bulldogs, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe the Sea Dogs. Oh. oh, yeah, maybe the We'll CEO. go with that. <laughs> All right, still two and a half to two. Four questions left. You need to get one right to win. Question five. When Gordon Bombay takes the kids to Hans' shop at the shopping spree, or on the shopping spree in D1, how much does all the equipment cost? We looking exact amount? Yeah. Exact amount. 19000 Incorrect. 55. 
$7,242.08. What is on the cash register at Hans's shop? Um, question six. At the beginning of D2, when Jan and Bombay are in the car, what insult does Jan call Hans? Don't get me started with that strudel head. There it is. Boom. Wow. We wow. have a winner. Wow. I Boom. Feel, I feel like we just do the last two. Yeah, just to do it. Yeah, we're, we're going to play it out, uh, but we do have a champion. Uh, so quick question seven. How many goals Great. is Goldberg... Oh, how many goals does Goldberg give up against the Blake Bears? And Goldberg is the key of this one. Five. No, it's two. Um, in the last one, finish this quote, and I'm going to... Um, well, Mike wrote it down incorrectly, so I'm going to say it correctly. Finish the quote. <laughs> when the roosters are crowing and the blank... The cows are spinning circles in the pasture. Wow. 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 Would have clinched it with that one. Would have clinched it. Marsh got partial credit on that last one because he said when the cows are running circles in the pasture. Uh, Well, Brian is undisputed Quag Attack Mighty Ducks trivia champion. Winner of the number one Quackalite mug. Uh, Congratulations, Marsh. Came up just short there. I, I... would have um, maybe picked you as the favorite heading into it, but uh, yeah, just ran into some unlucky questions for you, but nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, you brought a lot of goodwill to Benny Hanna, so that's always good. And uh, I knew it would be Brian the whole time. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Definitely deserve to win with these questions. Great, great job. And, Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, so congratulations to Brian. Congratulations to Marsh for making it this far. Congratulations to us for finally finishing this. <laughs> After I thought this was going to take like a month, month and a half maybe, and it took like four. So uh, I will say, by the way, I'm looking at my Skype history. The first call I had was July 11th oh when this God. started. <laughs> and, I, and I was a couple of weeks out, so I yeah. knew I was like the third or fourth matchup. So there's a timeline for you. Yeah. So it took like more than six months. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you get the, the number one Quackalite mug, which uh, make sure to get Mike your details and uh, we'll have that sent out. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Can't wait. And uh, yeah, just for us, the Quackadec.com. Go there. You can contact us at Quackadecpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash Pod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your favorite Quack Tech Mighty Ducks trivia moments of the past uh, six months that we had. And remember... Wait, wait one, one more day of free shipping. Oh, one more day of free shipping. So well, when is it in? Are they even going to be able to use it? The 15th. The 15th? Okay. So, December 15th. Yeah. Get <laughs> yeah. on it. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Let's see. We hang up with wait, Brian. Wait, wait, hold on. Totally forgot to hit record. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> God damn it! Are you recording now? This yeah. is like the opposite of Jordan's flu game. <laughs>